AEW's newest mobile game, Elite General Manager, is out now for beta, and here's my opinion so far. So one of the three video games announced by AEW, first being the casino mobile game, the second being Elite General Manager, and the third being the console game coming later next year or the year after, who knows. Both mobile games are now out, except Elite General Manager is now on beta. If you don't know what Elite General Manager is, it is a GM game. You book your shows, you buy people, you can book your main event, you can build up stars, make them higher caliber talent. You can do pretty much whatever you want. It's pretty simple to sign up for the beta. You just go to the AEW Games website, click AEW uh, Elite General Manager, and sign up. I happened to sign up before I left for Jacksonville, and while we were in Jacksonville, I got approved, and I was just in my hotel, so I downloaded it, and can I say this was a great time killer game. Whenever we were in the hotel room, I played this game like crazy, non-stop. One of the best modes is the never-ending mode, the forever mode, whatever it's called in-game, I forget. But it is a really fun mode, and I definitely recommend checking it out. There's also a mode where you can book a card against another person and see who can book the better card. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that don't even play mobile games or don't like mobile games. And trust me, I'm the same kind of way. I love super cards, but I can just never get into playing it on my phone. But this game right here, I definitely recommend checking out if you're one of those people. I definitely recommend getting into the beta if you're into the beta kind of thing. If not, then wait until release. Now I'm not going to lie, my whole entire plan for this video was to do some live gameplay, kind of show you guys things around, kind of book a show, and kind of just show you how things go, but well, as I try and open the game, it is down for maintenance right now, that's with it being in beta, of course, I believe they just released their second beta patch ever, but either way, you guys know I'm not a big mobile game fan, as I was saying, and this is definitely one of those games that I will play non-stop, I check it every day, I'm on it all the time, I think I already have like 12 hours on this game already, and I've only had it for like a week, this game is all around fun, and they have a discord where you can throw in suggestions, which is even better because they're listening to their community on what should be published, and what shouldn't, and what should be added, and what shouldn't, I'd love to see them personally add a title match feature and a pay-per-view feature. Right now, it's just Dynamite. You can only book Dynamites, and you can go for endless weeks. But I'd love to see, see them where you can put a pay-per-view in, say, every four weeks or every eight weeks. Whenever I think a pay-per-view kind of thing would be perfect for this kind of game. Because right now, it's kind of just booking stories and doing Dynamites. But I'd love for them to add that pay-per-view feature so that we could build up feuds and then have that big blow-off at the pay-per-view. Which brings me to the second thing I'd love them to add, which is a feud system, kind of like in WWE Universe mode where you have the feuds and they book it for you, but I feel like if they added a feud system like that and we got to book it, it'd give us more money, more fans, and the story could just progress. So final thoughts on AEW Elite General Manager as of right now for the second beta release. Is it good? Yes. Are there things I'd like them to add to evolve the game? Yes. Would I be mad if none of those happened? Kind of, but not really. I mean, I sure, you know, booking dynamites on and on again is cool, but eventually it's just going to get boring and tiring if they don't add like things like pay-per-views and title matches and all that other kind of jazz. So I think as of right now, I 100% think this is an amazing game and that you should download it and play it once it comes out or get it on beta right now. Anyways, there's my thoughts on AW Elite General Manager. I'm going to go more in depth on this sometime soon on the Call of Elite podcast. If you don't know what the Call of Elite podcast is, it's everything all Elite Wrestling. You can check it out on all podcast platforms. Link is down in the description. Make sure you check it out. Once it's up for maintenance, I'll go on there and I'll show you guys everything that you can possibly do. Talk about things that I'd like to change more out of those modes and such. So make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And I'll see you guys next time.
Ladies and welcome to the Call of Elite Podcast. We are live yet again for another episode of Dynamite. Uh, very late episode of Dynamite, but I mean, very, very uh, you know what? You know what's even more tiring about this episode of Dynamite? What's more tiring with this is the fact that I watched SmackDown beforehand, and it was probably the worst episode of SmackDown in the past year and a half. I wanted to die. Like I was so bored out of my mind with SmackDown on. We saw like the same four matches from last week. Oh, so tiring. Um, I like SmackDown. But it finally came to Dynamite, and uh, I think... I don't think this was the best show, but I mean... It was it was a mess show, but... It was to be not honest, the worst an show. AEW, an, an AEW mess show is, is, better, is better than a great Raw. Great Raw. Never thought I'd hear those words together ever again. Never, I, same. I never thought I would hear that hear those words after two, after two thousand five or like two thousand six. So, uh, some things have gone down in the AEW world uh, since the last time we were here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly, a a whole bunch of releases took place, which we're going to talk about later from WWE. Secondly, that, oh yeah, the release. AEW made some releases of their own. Two releases, actually. Uh, some surprising releases which we'll get into before dynamite because uh dynamite's a bit special this week uh shauna not surprised at all i i would have released her i i like shauna's gear but that's because i'm a dragon ball fan so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this do you guys remember the ruthless aggression documentary on wb network where john cena was talking about how he almost got fired because he didn't have a gimmick that, that Shauna had gotten the gimmick. Shauna reminds me of a female version of that era of John Cena. She didn't have a gimmick besides she liked Dragon Ball. Her entrance music didn't have a gimmick. Like literally her gimmick was that she liked Dragon Ball and that gimmick just doesn't fly. She wasn't liked. She put on some good matches, but I don't I think I think the investment that AEW put into her, they lost money. Uh I I, I do agree. Cuz like again, Sean she never caught my eye. Uh, I thought she was good in the ring, but the second she came out, I said, this girl's not going to be signed, and then she was signed, and I'm like, how does she made it this far? Because, I mean, she was not entertaining at all. She didn't help the fact that everyone already craps on the women's division. Let's see. She is, okay, she's the definition of when people say the indies is all moves, no character. Yep, that's exactly, yeah, great point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then secondly, which was actually a pretty big one in my opinion, Awesome Kong. Um, but I... At, or formerly known as Karma and so, Amazing Kong in Japan. So I'm going to say this. I think this is a big letdown uh, of the fact that she was released, but I also think it's very smart on Tony Khan's part. For this reason, the fact, A, she's been busy doing movies. She hasn't been on TV. She hasn't even been in the venue for over two years, a year and a half. B, she's still getting paid from him and he's making no money off of merch he's making no money off of promotion because she's not promoting it she's not doing anything for him he's basically losing money on both both women who can't even are haven't been on the show shauna was last on the show like beginning of covid but i also believe she's from uh, no, like outer four states months ago. four so, months yeah, ago four months that ago. was that was that was Sadie Gibbs. Sadie Gibbs was the one that I, I, I haven't been back since the Bro, pandemic. Bro, Sadie Gibbs, I was really mad when she let go. And now that the borders oh, are know. opening back up, I really hope they rehire her, even though she's, like, retired. But 
as it goes in wrestling, no one's truly retired until they are R.I.P. Oh, I know that you were upset. We talked about it. You were really upset because because you got because Bro, you got she behind is, her. She is a star. Sadie Gibbs okay. is someone to look out for. Okay, look. When you realize that that the that like the United Kingdom women's scene is so good, like you see, like B Priestley is good, um, Sadie Gibbs, Kaylee Ray, Piper Niven, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm. Um. Dakota Kai, Tegan Knock, Andy Hartwell, just uh, the both of the iconic. There's so much good talent coming out of like the United Kingdom and Australia. And then you just see that like sadly most of these because like your thing. Imagine Piper Niven being Britt Baker's heavy. It's imagine Piper Niven, Reba, Britt Baker. I like that because Piper Niven's great, Piper's amazing, and Reba's great. I want to discuss this, but I can't. I already booked, pre-booked something for AEW, uh, a fantasy booking, but I can't talk about it because at the time of this recording, that video hasn't come out on Indie Horseman yet, and I don't want to spoil it. But it's very short, it's very sweet, and I think it fits who I'm talking about. Is it about Brit or is it about... It's about someone new coming in. Oh. So, speaking along that line, we're going to go through the recent releases uh, and talk about where we think they'd land, if they would land in AEW or not. Uh, I ca- kind of dabbled on this in that video, but I never really, like, talked and talked about it. Um, so, the first person on this list is, uh, I'm trying to think of a good indie name for him. Brains and, no, Bronze and No Brain Strowman. He could really he could he could really just go by the Monster Among Men or something or something like that. He doesn't really need a I'm name. I'm pretty sure Davy has trademarked the Monster Among Men. Okay, well something okay some, something along that line because Strowman Strowman's an attraction. He's really not attraction. though. Huh? So he's really not though. He's just your generic big guy. But that's the thing. But he's charismatic. Only thing he's, he's good at is doing. Choo choo, chugga 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 chugga. That's it. Don't you're you're go, you're go, you're going after Braun, and, and and I gotta remind you about twenty seven about twenty sixteen twenty seventeen Braun. <laughs> you mean the man who looked like he hadn't shaved in fifteen years? No, the man. No, okay. Post draft. Post draft. I'm, oh, I'm not finished oh, with you. Oh yeah. I'm not finished with you. The never ending story with Roman Reigns. <laughs> So, Braun Strowman, if you were to go to AEW, if you were to go to AEW, what do you think he'd do in AEW? Um, I personally think that he would probably be brought in with another new signing, some, like a more charismatic, smaller guy, or or he could he could be the man to take over Brian Cage's spot in Team Taz. Personally, I'd like to see him being paired up with Bear Country in like a trio. Okay, that I could see that, but also, also, I would also love to see him just, just, just throw around a guy like Marco Stunt and Fuego del Sol and Lee Johnson. Bro, imagine him throwing Darby. I mean, Ethan Page could toss him very far. Imagine Braun Strowman throwing him. Jesus, <laughs> he's gonna throw him up. He's gonna be talking. Darby's really gonna be talking to the moon. <laughs> uh, 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 He'll meet Cameron Grimes up there. 
You're going straight to the moon, my friend. So next up is Tommy and Alistair Black. Uh, and to Tommy. be honest, I would love, 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 love for him to be Darby's partner against the men of the year. But okay. I feel like they like are that. building it up this week because they announced the promo between Darby and Sting, which they'll reveal who the partner is. So I don't think it's going to be him. I don't think it's possible okay. since he's on his 90 days. In my eyes, I feel like Alistair would best fit going back to the UK indie scene, if that's even a thing anymore. Or I, I definitely could see him going to New Japan. But in AEW, I feel like he would fit maybe maybe if the Dark Order wanted to bring him in, he'd be fun. He'd be similar to like Stu, like, like how Stu was in the early days. Of, of no, very much the, I, I, think, the, the I think if he were to go to Dark Order, it'd semi-ruin him i think the vision he has as tommy end is more darker than we've seen like ever like he has mad visions then and to be honest i'm i'm just gonna say this tommy end is not an independence guy tommy end is not an independence guy he needs to be on tv i would say then you have tommy end attack sting and you have it be darby versus tommy end because so Tommy's hear a, me out here, right? I say he's not an indie guy. I don't guy. like the idea of Tommy. I, I don't. I don't like the idea of Tommy End being a face. The character, I feel like he. No, he I don't. So I don't think he'd be a face. I mean, I could see it both ways, but hear me out here. The Black Mass, which he's talked about renaming it uh, since his release, but the Black Mass should be one of the most protected moves, like the Bro Kick. The Bro Kick is n- almost never kicked out of. Black Mass like should the be a angel. Yes, pretty much. Where one, it's just one, never the, kicked the out of. The angel has one. Well, actually, one time. So I'm kicked out of once, and that was early in Kenny's career. Yeah, but they don't even it, count that anymore. They still was, say it's. It was a. They still say it's Bushi. never. Uh, they still say it's never been kicked out of. But I'd in love America, to see him have in, like in a North huge America, thing. In North America, it's never been kicked out of. In Japan, it's been kicked out of once, but in North America, never been kicked out of. Uh, next up. Uh, we have not your buddy Murphy. Murphy, Murphy, my friend. And this is an iffy I don't one. Him. I don't want him. I don't want him in AEW. I want him to go to New Japan. Fight me on it. I want him. I want him versus. I want. Uh, I want to see Hiromu Takahashi versus Buddy Murphy. I want to see Taiji Ishimori versus Buddy Murphy. I like I how you guys. See, I want to see go Takahashi. I like. Versus. I like how all people are saying is don't go to AEW. Go to New Japan so that I can see this one dream match. And you guys no, okay, don't realize okay. that if they sign with AEW, odds are they could also sign with New Japan. I know, but but Forbidden but door. I don't but like I don't see Buddy doing anything in AEW. Bro, I think he could win the TNT title. I don't. I think he I think, he, I think he's got the skill. Some, but again, you have to look at the roster. The roster is you already have guys who could who, who probably should be the one to take up. Bro, and him and Dante to... Martin could have a hell of a match. The top flight guys, they could have a hell okay. of a match. Okay, okay, look. You know what? If they bring, if Mir were to bring back that TNT Open Challenge, I would love to see Buddy accept it. Man, I miss the Open Challenge. I miss that too. Because here's the thing: we got oh, Ricky Starks and Eddie. We got Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, and Warhorse out of that. So good, and man. And two of those guys are signed. Two of those guys are signed with AEW now. Yeah, Cody, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call your ass out right now. Why is Warhorse not signed? Why is he not all of you yet? Why? 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 
Because Warhorse rules ass, my guy. Okay, well, the next one's pretty obvious on where they're going to go, and I think we all know. Uh, Lana, I guarantee you she'll be a manager for Miro. As you said, Kip and, Kip and Penelope versus Miro and uh, CJ Perry. Yeah, uh, I definitely think that's where they'll go. I don't think Kip is going to come back this year. I, I think he pretty much tore his whole entire arm. So I'm sure he'll be out until like mid next year, which will be a huge comeback for him. Uh, but I think that's where they'd go with that. Uh, and then after that, we have uh, Heidi Lovelace. I don't think she'll go to AEW. I don't think she'll either. I think that she'd probably do well. So in I thought about this. Division. I thought about this, and I think she'll be a solo star on the indies for a bit, and then be signed to Impact with uh, Sarah Rowe, and they'll be in the okay. Impact Women's Tag Division. That's a good choice, but I'd rather see her take on Willow in ROH. Please in the, in the tournament. say Nightingale after, you son of a okay, bitch. Will, okay, Will, okay, Willow Nightingale. Thank you. And fucking Indian Mark. Fuck but you, Ring of Honor. Respect. How dare you drop the most unique name in professional wrestling today? I will give you that. That is, that is a very unique name. I, I like it a lot. So, up next, we have Santana Garrett. I don't know, man. I don't think she grew a single dime in WWE as a name. Impact. Yeah, I was also going to say Impact, because we all know Impact's going to pick up 90% of these people. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because because she's she's IRL friends with Deanna Perrazzo. Bro, okay, I'm going to say this right now. Impact, get on your stuff. AEW, get on your stuff. Why have we not started building Deanna Perrazzo versus Britt Baker yet? Why have we not gotten Deanna versus Thunder Rosa? Why have we not got Deanna versus Britt Baker? It's going to be the greatest women's match of the decade. Actually, no, the second, because that Fatal 4-Way at All-In is top tier and best match of the decade. All right? Just saying. Uh, Santana Garrett, yeah, probably Impact. Andrade, well, we'll get into that later. Oh, Mr. Elidaro. Uh, Lars Sullivan. I know where he's going. This new professional wrestling company called... It's called PHW. I don't know what that means, but PHW, I guess. Um, Steve Cutler, uh, he's going to Impact, so we can't really get into that. Wesley Blake. I also think he'll go to Impact and team with Cutler. Remember... Remember, Murphy's been released now. I don't think they will team up again. I think they held each other back, to be honest. I mean, fair point. But I think Murphy will go on his own. He's shown that he can go on his own. Wait. Okay, maybe this is just because I just because I have slowly fallen in love with Calvin Tankman. But can we get Strowman versus Tankman, please? So, uh, Cutler's going there, and I'm sure Blake will go there eventually, or he'll go on the Indies, or he'll retire and become a father like his name is Bo Dallas. We'll never know. Uh, next up is Samoa Joe. Pretty much can Samoa go wherever Joe. the flip he wants. To be honest, Samoa Joe should not sign. He should just pop up places. Get big and you're money. dumb if you think he he's could... not going to get offered from legit every company under the blue moon. Oh, no, yeah. He's getting, oh, no, I guarantee you. Cause at this point, what his ninety day no compete clause is, is, is it, it's gonna it's gonna run up. He doesn't have a ninety month. day. He he didn't sign a ninety day. Oh well, then he could pop up anywhere. He could be Darby's partner for all we know. Don't get don't get my hopes up. 
bro, not get my hope. Bro, imagine if he's Darby's partner, and then towards the end of the tag match, he just pelees. He pelees Darby and leaves, costs Darby the match, and then gets into a feud. Darby versus Joe would be so fucking good, dude. That'd be a, a oh my god. Now you got my hopes up. Congratulations. Uh, that, next that, up, that, that, that's on you, G. That's on you, <laughs> Next up, we have uh, the Iconics, whatever they're going to call. On my 2K game, I call them the BFFs. I couldn't come up with anything better. Uh, uh, Impact. I, I would also say the Impact Tag Division. But keep an eye out because I made a video on what if they come to AEW soon on the NDR's YouTube channel. Okay. Wow, what? Wow, that's, that's promoting. Uh, promoting. Mickey James, she's sadly going to NWA RIP to her Big career. Bad. Um, Chelsea Green, please, 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 Impact. please, please, please go to AEW. I beg you, I beg. But her husband's an Impact. I don't She's give not... a bigger fuck, dude. Go to AEW. I want it. I'm giving you free ASMR right now. Give it to oh me. Bro, imagine Chelsea Green versus Britt Baker number two. Rematch from the Fatal 4-Way. Imagine oh my Chelsea god. Green versus the, but imagine Chelsea Green versus Deanna Cross. Bro, you act like it still can't happen. <laughs> okay, but she will probably sign with Impact. I doubt she will sign with Impact. I think she'll get a bigger offer from AEW. Also, okay. I also wouldn't be shocked if she would like about... a longer, like to be away from Matt longer. Okay. We're talking, okay, we are talking about, uh, Chelsea, so like, I'm gonna bring up someone who was affiliated with her back in her early, back in her Impact days, and I want and, and I, I want to know if anyone remembers who Congo Kong was. Sadly, yes, I do. No, how can you think? Congo Kong was cool. I liked him. Up Great. next, we have Mister Will Never Be Signed Again, Tucker Knight. Fuck yeah. He's a hundred percent not getting signed. Maybe by Impact. I don't think he'll be signed anywhere outside of Impact. Well, okay, no, Maybe okay, Ring of Honor, but... Okay, no, here's the thing. Tucker is not as charismatic as Otis. I don't he's think agile. he's good. I don't think he's that good either. I... I no, no, here's the thing. I think that Tucker is good. Do I think that he's good enough to make to be, like, a upper card? No. I think that he could definitely be a heavy. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I don't think he'll be signed anytime soon, though. Um, I don't want to get into... Well, I guess there's only two left. Uh, Kalisto. Well, we can't really count him uh, in because he just announced he's going MMA. Lucha. Oh, that's, that's fucked up. Kalisto, uh, you're going to get yourself fucked up, bro. Yeah, man's about to turn into Nate Robinson to Jake Paul. <laughs> da dunk. I'm sorry. Uh, I love Kalisto. I love Kalisto, though. He's going to get messed up, though. <laughs> he is. Uh, then we have Bo Dallas, who I, I, I think he's he's retired. I'm pretty sure he's retired. Man, it, man, it's gone. I mean, can you blame him? But also, no, I, I can't. But also, see, I, I, would, I would have never expected Liv Morgan and Bo Dallas to be together. Never, I would, I've never, I would have never expected it. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back on the Call of Duty podcast, it's AEW Dynamite review. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello. This is Toxic Trent, a pro wrestler turned streamer because COVID ruined my life, and now a podcast host. I host the brand new podcast called The Wah Cast, where me and my friend talk about our life, wrestling, and streaming. If this sounds interesting to you, please look us up on all podcast platforms. That's The Wah Cast. W-A-H. Mwah! Ladies and welcome to the Call of Elite podcast. We are live. 
yet again for another episode of Dynamite. Uh, very late episode of Dynamite, but I mean, very, very late uh, you know what? You know what's even more tiring about this episode of Dynamite? What's more tiring? With is the fact that I watched SmackDown beforehand, and it was probably the worst episode of SmackDown in the past year and a half. I wanted to die. Like I was so bored out of my mind with SmackDown on. We saw like the same four matches from last week. Oh, it was so tiring. Um, I like SmackDown. But it finally came to Dynamite, and uh, I think I don't think this was the best show. But I mean, it was it was a mess show. But it was to be honest, not the worst an show. AEW, an, an AEW mess show is is better is better than a great Raw. Great Raw. Never thought I'd hear those words together ever again. Never. I, same. I never thought I would hear that. Hear those words after two after two thousand five or like two thousand six. So, uh, some things have gone down in the AEW world uh, since the last time we were here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly, a a whole bunch of releases took place, which we're going to talk about later from WWE. Secondly, that, oh yeah, the release. AEW made some releases of their own. Two releases, actually. Uh, some surprising releases which we'll get into before dynamite because uh dynamite's a bit special this week uh shauna not surprised at all i i, mean, like, I okay, would have released I love, her okay. i i like shauna's gear but that's because i'm a dragon ball fan so i'm but, gonna yeah. say i'm gonna say this do you guys remember the ruthless aggression documentary on wb network where john cena was talking yeah. about how he almost got fired because he didn't have a gimmick that, that Shauna, had gotten the gimmick. Shauna reminds me of a female version of that era of John Cena. She didn't have a gimmick besides she liked Dragon Ball. Her entrance music didn't have a gimmick. Like, literally her gimmick was that she liked Dragon Ball, and that gimmick just doesn't fly. She wasn't liked. She put on some good matches, but I don't, I think, I think the investment that AEW put into her, they lost money. Uh, I, I do agree. Because, like, again, Shauna, she never caught my eye. Uh, I thought she was good in the ring, but the second she came out, I said, this girl's not going to be signed, and then she was signed, and I'm like, how does she made it this far? Because, I mean, she was not entertaining at all. She didn't help the fact that everyone already craps on the women's division. Let's see. She is, okay, she's the definition of when people say the indies is all moves, no character. Yep, that's exactly, yeah, great point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then secondly, which was actually a pretty big one in my opinion, Awesome Kong. Um, but I... At, or formerly known as Karma and so, Amazing Kong in Japan. So I'm going to say this. I think this is a big letdown of uh, the fact that she was released, but I also think it's very smart on Tony Khan's part. For this reason, the fact, A, she's been busy doing movies. She hasn't been on TV. She hasn't even been in the venue for over two years, a year and a half. B, she's still getting paid from him and he's making no money off of merch he's making no money off of promotion because she's not promoting it she's not doing anything for him he's basically losing money on both both women who can't even are haven't been on the show shauna was last on the show like beginning of covid but i also believe she's from like outer states so yeah four months that was that was that was sadie gibbs sadie gibbs was the one that i I haven't been back since the Bro, Sadie Gibbs, I was really mad when she let go, and now that the borders oh, are know. opening back up, I really hope they rehire her, even though she's, like, retired, but as it goes oh, in wrestling, no one's truly retired until they are R.I.P. 
Oh, I know that you were upset. We talked about it. You were really upset because because you got because Bro, you got she behind is, her. She is a star. Sadie Gibbs okay. is someone to look out for. Okay, look. When you realize that that the that like the United Kingdom women's scene is so good, like you see, like B Priestley is good. Um, Sadie Gibbs, Kaylee Ray, Piper Niven, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, um, Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, Andy Hartwell, just uh, the both of the iconics. There's so much good talent coming out of like the United Kingdom and Australia, and then you just see that like sadly most of these because like your thing. Imagine Piper Niven being Britt Baker's heavy. It's Imagine Piper Niven, Reba, Britt Baker. I like that because Piper Niven's great. Baker's want, amazing and Reba's great. I want to discuss this, but I can't. I already booked, pre-booked something for AEW, uh, a fantasy booking, but I can't talk about it because at the time of this recording, that video hasn't come out on Indie Horseman yet, and I don't want to spoil it. But it's very short, it's very sweet, and I think it fits who I'm talking about. Great. Is it about Brit or is it about? It's about someone new coming in. Oh. So, speaking along that line, we're gonna go through the recent releases, uh, and talk about where we think they'd land if they would land in AEW or not. Uh, I ca- kind of dabbled on this in that video, but I never really like talked and talked about it. Um, so the first person on this list is uh, I'm trying to think of a good indie name for him. Brains and no bronze and no brain Strowman. Bronze, he could really he could he could really just go by the Monster Among Men or some, or something like that. He doesn't really. Need I'm name. pretty sure Davy has trademarked the Monster Among okay, Men. Okay, well something okay some, something along that line because Strowman Strowman's an attraction. He's really not attraction. though. Huh? Said so he's really not though. He's just your generic big guy. But that's the thing. But he's, He's charismatic. Only thing he's, he's good at is doing choo choo, chugga 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 chugga. That's it. Don't you're you're go, you're go, you're going after Braun, and, and and I gotta remind you about twenty seven about twenty sixteen twenty seventeen Braun. <laughs> you mean the man who looked like he hadn't shaved in fifteen years? No, the man. No, okay. Post draft. Post draft. I'm, oh, I'm not finished oh, with you. Oh yeah. I'm not finished with you. The never-ending story with Roman Reigns. <laughs> so Braun Strowman, if he were exactly to go to AEW, if he were to go to AEW, what do you think he'd do in AEW? Um, I personally think that he would probably be brought in with another new signing, some like a more charismatic, smaller guy, or, or, he could. He could be the man to take over Brian Cage's spot in Team Taz. Personally, I'd like to see him being paired up with Bear Country in like a trio. Okay, that I could see that, but also, also, I would also love to see him just 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 throw around a guy like Marco Stunt and Fuego del Sol and Lee Johnson. Bro, imagine him throwing Darby. I mean, Ethan Page could toss him very far. Imagine Braun Strowman throwing him. Jesus. <laughs> He's gonna throw him up. He's gonna be talking. Darby's really gonna be talking to the moon. <laughs> uh, 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 He'll meet Cameron Grimes up there. 
You're going straight to the moon, my friend. So next up is Tommy and Alistair Black. Uh, and to Tommy. be honest, I would love, 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 love for him to be Darby's partner against the men of the year. But okay. I feel like they like are that. building it up this week because they announced the promo between Darby and Sting, which they'll reveal who the partner is. So I don't think it's going to be him. I don't think it's possible okay. since he's on his 90 days. In my eyes, I feel like Alistair would best fit going back to the UK indie scene, if that's even a thing anymore. Or I, I definitely could see him going to New Japan. But in AEW, I feel like he would fit maybe maybe if the Dark Order wanted to bring him in, he'd be fun. He'd be similar to like Stu, like, like how Stu was in the early days. Of, as no, very much the, I, I, think, the, the I think if he were to go to Dark Order, it'd semi-ruin him i think the vision he has as tommy end is more darker than we've seen like ever like he has mad visions then and to be honest i'm i'm just gonna say this tommy end is not an independence guy tommy end is not an independence guy he needs to be on tv i would say then you have tommy end attack sting and you have it be darby versus tommy end because so Tommy's hear a, me out here, right? I say he's not an indie guy. I don't guy. like the idea of Tommy. I, I don't. I don't like the idea of Tommy End being a face. The character, I feel like. He, no, he I don't. So I don't think he'd be a face. I mean, I could see it both ways, but hear me out here. The Black Mass, which he's talked about renaming it uh, since his release, but the Black Mass should be one of the most protected moves, like the Bro Kick. The Bro Kick is n- almost never kicked out of. Black Mass like should the be a angel. yes. Pretty much, where it's one, just one, never the, kicked the out of. The Angel has one, well, actually, one time. So I kicked out of once, and that was early in Kenny's career. Yeah, but they don't even it, count that anymore. They still it was, say it's. It was a, they still it was say it's never. Uh, they still say it's never been kicked out of. But I'd in love America, to see him have in, like in a North huge America, thing. In North America, it's never been kicked out of. In Japan, it's been kicked out of once, but in North America, never been kicked out of. Uh, next up, Wait. we have not your buddy Murphy. Murphy, Murphy, my friend. And this is an iffy I don't one. Him. I don't want him. I don't want him in AEW. I want him to go to New Japan. Fight me on it. I want him. I want him versus. I want. Uh, I want to see Hiromu Takahashi versus Buddy Murphy. I want to see Taiji Ishimori versus Buddy Murphy. I like I how you guys. See, I want to see. Go I like. Here. I like how all people are saying is don't go to AEW. Go to New Japan so that I can see this one dream match. And you guys no, okay, don't realize okay. that if they sign with AEW, odds are they could also sign with New Japan. I know, but but Forbidden but door. I don't but like I don't see Buddy doing anything in AEW. Bro, I think he could win the TNT title. I don't. I think I don't he think I think he's got the skill. But again, if you look at the roster, the roster is you already have guys who could who probably should be the one to take up. Bro, and him and Dante to... Martin could have a hell of a match. The top flight guys, they could have a hell okay. of a match. Okay, okay, look. You know what? If they bring, if Mir were to bring back that TNT Open Challenge, I would love to see Buddy accept it. Man, I miss the Open Challenge. I miss that too, because we awesome. got Ricky Starks and Eddie. We got Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, and Warhorse out of that. So good, and man. And two of those guys are signed. Two of those guys are signed with AEW now. Yeah, Cody, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call your ass out right now. Why is Warhorse not signed? Why is he not all of you yet? Why? 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 
Because Warhorse rules ass, my guy. Okay, well, the next one's pretty obvious on where they're going to go, and I think we all know. Uh, Lana, I guarantee you she'll be a manager for Miro. As you said, Kip and, Kip and Penelope versus Miro and uh, CJ Perry. Yeah, uh, I definitely think that's where they'll go. I don't think Kip is going to come back this year. Uh, I think he pretty much tore his whole entire arm. So I'm sure he'll be out until like mid next year, which will be a huge comeback for him. Uh, but I think that's where they'd go with that. Uh, and then after that, we have uh, Heidi Lovelace. I don't think she'll go to AEW. I don't think she'll either. I think that she'd probably do well. So I thought about this. I thought about this. And I think she'll be a solo star on the indies for a bit and then be signed to Impact with uh, Sarah Rowe. And they'll be in the Impact okay. Women's Tag Division. That's a good choice, but I'd rather see her take on Willow in ROH. Please in the, in the tournament. say Nightingale after you son of a okay, bitch. Will, okay, Will, okay, Willow Nightingale. Thank you. And fucking Indian War. Fuck but you, Ring of Honor. Respect. How dare you drop the most unique name in professional wrestling today? I will give you that. That is that is a very unique name. I, I like it a lot. So, up next, we have Santana Garrett. I don't know, man. I don't think she grew a single dime in WWE as a name. Impact. Yeah, I was also going to say Impact, because we all know Impact's going to pick up 90% of these people. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because she's IRL friends with Deanna Perrazzo. Bro, okay, I'm going to say this right now. Impact, get on your stuff. AEW, get on your stuff. Why have we not started building Deanna Perrazzo versus Britt Baker yet? Why have we not gotten Deanna versus Thunder Rosa? Why have we not got Deanna versus Britt Baker? It's going to be the greatest women's match of the decade. Actually, no, the second, because that Fatal 4-Way All-In is top tier and best match of the decade, all right? Just saying. Uh, Santana Garrett, yeah, probably Impact. Andrade, well, we'll get into that later. Oh, Mr. Elidaro. Uh, Lars Sullivan. I know where he's going. This new professional wrestling company called... It's called PHW. I don't know what that means, but PHW, I guess. Um, Steve Cutler, uh, he's going to Impact, so we can't really get into that. Wesley Blake. I also think he'll go to Impact and team with Cutler. Number... Remember, Murphy's been released now. I don't think they will team up again. I think they held each other back, to be honest. I mean, fair point. But I think Murphy will go on his own. He's shown that he can go on his own. Wait. Okay, maybe this is just because I just because I have slowly fallen in love with Calvin Tankman. But can we get Strowman versus Tankman, please? So, uh, Cutler's going there, and I'm sure Blake will go there eventually, or he'll go on the Indies, or he'll retire and become a father like his name is Bo Dallas. We'll never know. Uh, next up is Samoa Joe. Pretty much can Samoa go wherever Joe. the flip he wants. To be honest, Samoa Joe should not sign. He should just pop up places. Get big and you're money. dumb if you think he he's could... not going to get offered from legit every company under the blue moon. Oh, no, yeah. He's getting, oh, no, I guarantee you. At this point, what his ninety-day no-compete clause is—it's is, is, it, gonna—it's gonna run up. He doesn't have a ninety-day. He—he didn't sign a ninety-day. Oh well, then he could pop up anywhere. He could be Darby's partner for all we know. Don't get—don't get my hopes up. 
bro not get my hope bro imagine if he's darby's partner and then towards the end of the tag match he just pelees he pelees darby and leaves costs darby the match and then gets into a feud darby versus joe would be so fucking good dude that'd be a, a oh my god now you got my hopes up congratulations uh that, next that, up that, that's on you g that's on you g <laughs> next up we have uh the iconics whatever they're gonna call on my 2k game i call them the bffs i couldn't come up with anything better uh uh impact i i would also say the impact tag division but keep an eye out because i made a video on what if they come to AEW soon on the ndr's youtube channel okay wow what wow that's, that's promoting uh promoting. mickey james she's sadly going to nwa r.i.p to her Big career bad. Um, Chelsea Green, please, 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 Impact. please, please, please go to AEW. I beg you, I beg. But her husband's an Impact. I don't She's give not... a bigger fuck, dude. Go to AEW. I want it. I'm giving you free ASMR right now. Give it to oh, me. Bro, imagine Chelsea Green versus Britt Baker, number two. Rematch from the Fatal 4-Way. Imagine oh my Chelsea God. Green versus the, but imagine Chelsea Green versus Deanna Parraz. Bro, you act like it still can't happen. <laughs> okay, but she will probably sign with Impact. I doubt she will sign with Impact. I think she'll get a bigger offer from AEW. Also, okay. I we'll also wouldn't be shocked if she would like about... a longer, like to be away from Matt longer. Okay. We're talk. Okay, we are talking about. Uh, Chelsea, so like, I'm gonna bring up someone who was affiliated with her back in her early, back in her Impact days, and I want to, and I, I want to know if anyone remembers who Congo Kong was. Sadly, yes, I do. No, who can you think? Congo Kong was cool. I liked him. Up I next, we have Mister Will Never Be Signed Again, Tucker Knight. Fuck you. He's a hundred percent not getting signed. Maybe by Impact. I don't think he'll be signed anywhere outside of Impact. Well, okay, no, Maybe okay, Ring of Honor, but... Okay, no, here's the thing. Tucker is not as charismatic as Otis. I don't he's think agile. he's good. I don't think he's that good either. Uh, I... No, no, here's the thing. I think that Tucker is good. Do I think that he's good enough to make to be, like, a upper card? No. I think that he could definitely be a heavy. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I don't think he'll be signed anytime soon, though. Um, I don't want to get into... Well, I guess there's only two left. Uh, Kalisto. Well, we can't really count him uh, in because he just announced he's going MMA. Lucha. Oh, that's, that's fucked up. Kalisto, uh, you're going to get yourself fucked up, bro. Yeah, man's about to turn into Nate Robinson to Jake Paul. <laughs> da dunk. I'm sorry. Uh, I love Kalisto. I love Kalisto, though. He's going to get messed up, though. <laughs> he is. Uh, and then we have Bo Dallas, who I, I, I think he's he's retired. I'm pretty sure he's retired. Man, it, man, it's gone. I mean, can you blame him? But also, no, I, I can't. But also, see, I, I, would, I would have never expected Liv Morgan and Bo Dallas to be together. Never, I would, I've never, I would have never expected it. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back on the Call of Duty podcast, it's AEW Dynamite review. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We are on the road to the very first show in universe mode today. The AEW Universe Mode, which you can check out on Twitch and on YouTube live during premieres for both Dynamite and pay-per-views. Twitch.tv slash AidenWorld, spelt like JuiceWorld, A-I-D-A-N-W-R-L-D, and AidenWorld TV on YouTube. Here's a recap in the week of what's going on right before Double or Nothing. It was announced via AEW owner Tony Khan that this Friday on the YouTube channel and on Twitch, we will have a live date reveal announcing when Double or Nothing will finally 
air live on pay-per-view. First off, the entire card was announced inside of our Discord, but if you're not in the Discord, then you have to wait until the official date reveal to get that card. It was indeed announced that Andrade El Idolo is All Elite, which is a big signing for AEW heading into the very first AEW show, Double or Nothing. We had competitors for the Casino Battle Royal that will take place at Double or Nothing announced, as it was announced people Eddie Kingston, Pac, Orange Cassidy, MGF, Hangman Page, and many more were announced. Later on in the week, Orange Cassidy would be found backstage at any promotion, and Orange Cassidy would be met not medically cleared to compete at Double or Nothing. It would be announced that we would find a competitor to take his spot, and it was later announced that Pac was the man who laid out Orange Cassidy. It was then revealed that Andrade El Idolo, the newest member of the AEW roster, would be taking Orange Cassidy's spot in the Casino Battle Royal. It is still a mystery on who the Joker could be as seven other men will enter, plus a mystery man who will come out last. Who will it be? Only one way to find out, and that's at double or nothing. Later on the week, Tony Khan would come back to AEW TV and he would announce that double or nothing will not be the final pay-per-view before Dynamite comes on the air on TNT. He announced that him and TNT have been negotiating and said that Dynamite will be going on the air three months later than expected so that they can build up some more hype for Dynamite. It was announced that four more pay-per-views will take place within that two-month period before Dynamite goes on the air on TNT with two free pay-per-views and two actual pay-per-views. It was announced that the winner of Kenny Omega vs. John Moxley and the winner of the Casino Battle Royal will meet in the main event of the first one being All Out and the world championship will be on the line. Earlier this weekend, Chris Jericho was at Comic-Con where he responded to a fan's question saying he challenges any professional wrestler in the world who thinks they are better than Chris Jericho to show up to Las Vegas and beat him. He has challenged any wrestler from any promotion around the world to show up to Double or Nothing and Tony Khan confirmed it. The Chris Jericho Open Challenge is official. And lastly, after some heated words on Twitter between Ricky Starks and Sammy Guevara, who will be going at it at Double or Nothing, Ricky Starks finally challenged Sammy Guevara to show up this Friday at the date reveal, and Sammy Guevara accepted. This could go so sour for Sammy Guevara, or it could go really right. They will meet face-to-face -face before their big Double or Nothing match, only this Friday on Twitch and YouTube at Aiden World and at Aiden World TV on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, turn on post notifications, and subscribe right here at the Call of Duty Podcast for more news weekly on what's going inside the AEW universe. Legion, welcome to the Call of Duty Podcast. I'm Aiden, joined by Sound. Today we are joined by Jasmine Allure. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are y'all doing? Uh, good. It is really early in the morning. I'm that person that, Sorry about that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm that person that when your alarm is literally 30 seconds from going off, still puts their phone down and rolls over for that 30 seconds. Every second oh, counts. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm that too, person. So Jasmine, I want to kick this off to anyone who hasn't seen you on AEW Dork or just hasn't seen you in general. Who is Jasmine Allure? Jasmine Allure, wrestler from Orlando, Florida. Uh, I just started about a year and a half ago, so I'm still pretty new, but I'm um, getting the hang of things, and I call myself top tier because in the first year of like wrestling or a couple months, I was wrestling top talent, and I was proving that I can hang with just about anyone, including Jazz, Thunder Rosa, Jordan Grace, and so yeah, that's pretty much me. I am top tier, and you guys will know that if you watch my matches. So, um, so as 
someone who is now a professional wrestler, what was your earliest memory of professional wrestling in your life? I feel like there's so many because I was so young. Um, I pretty much, my brother would watch it when he was younger. So when I kind of started growing up, I would watch it with him. I know um, like my first show, The Boogeyman was there and I was like four or five. So the first show I went went to, The Boogeyman was there and I was so scared. I did not want to go. Like I was like, I'm not going. I was even crying. And I ended up going and it was fine and everything. And then it's so crazy because I was just on a show like last month and it was like a battle royal, a woman's battle royal, and then the boogeyman came out. So it was like, oh, like it's crazy how that comes around. But yeah, I think that was like my first memory. But I have so many, it's like hard to tell which one, but that's like one of my first memories. And then my first memory, like actually watching it live was when Lita and Edge had their like love made their love on television and I was so young and I remember my brother kicking me out and I was like why is he kicking me out like we're just watching it like why is he kicking me out and then he leaves like the door like a little bit open and I peek and I see that and I'm honestly like so young I'm like six and I'm like "Mm, okay I'll just walk away I'm like it's not even wrestling so I didn't think much of it and then now I like think about it I'm like oh that's why he kicked me out (laughs) What a first memory to have, isn't it? (laughs) Right? It's so so funny. Within a year, I mean, you've been training since like 2019. You're already on the second biggest wrestling show today, AEW. How's your experience with AEW been so far? It's been amazing. I was so scared at first because I was like, okay, this is a big company, big stars. There's probably going to be egos. And, you know, there's just so much to expect. But no, it was actually... They treat us very well, and especially as extras, they want you to feel like you're not an extra at the same time. So it's so amazing, and it, it was so, um, oh my God, it was so great. I was so nervous. I was still so nervous, even though they were like, you know, you guys can like hang around. Like, you guys don't have to like feel like y'all are small here. Like, y'all are like part of us, pretty much. So it's really great. Like, the environment's really great. I just love going back there every single time. But yeah, the first time it was so nerve wracking. I thought I was going to puke like every single, like every hour or so. But no, it's it's great. I love it there. And I'm glad that they're giving me a chance to like show what I have, what like the talent I have and whatnot. Because, you know, in other places, like they'll probably just give you like a one minute squash match. You get nothing in. But in here you get like summon, you get to fight back a little bit, show just a little bit of your character in the beginning um they were doing entrances for extras so that was great so it's really a great company yeah and i I always try and say that as well like an extra match on AEW isn't really an extra match because not only do you get to like fight back and kind of show what you can do you also get entrances you i mean you get taz on commentary to commentate your match it it doesn't get better than that you get and excalibur and excalibur you get justin (laughs) roberts to announce you and i i I mean as you just said they treat you like family backstage so i i had i i always try and tell people who say that you know extra matches are no different but they really are um unless it's a lance archer match lance archer match Uh, yeah that's an extra match Unless you're Zicky Dice, R.A.P. Zicky Dice, he had a, he, he lived he lived a good life. He lived a good life. Yeah, that was actually a really funny match though. I loved it, even though it was like really short. I, like oh, he was. he still he, he still got over his character, so that was nice. So I want to take it back to your 
early career and your SWE title match or your SWE women's title match with Jazz. What was it like working with a woman who's been in the business for so long like Jazz? Someone who you, I'm guessing you grew up watching, mm -hmm. knowing like the era that you kind of grew up in with the Edge and Lita stuff. Yeah, well, like I, like you said, I grew up watching her. And like my favorite WrestleMania match is Trish versus Lita versus Victoria. No, Trish versus, I'm so sorry, it's too early. Trish versus Jazz versus Victoria at WrestleMania 19. So that was my favorite one to watch. And I would watch that over and over again. So I love them all. And so I didn't know I was going to wrestle her. Like I got to the building and she was like, Jasmine, we're going to wrestle. Like we're going to like be next. It's going to be super nice, super fun. And I was like so scared because at this time I wasn't training with her. I started training her after that match. But yeah, so it was before I started training her. It was probably like my second time meeting her. And I was like so nervous. I was like, this is like, like, I was like, this is probably like my fifth match ever. So I was like, this is like my WrestleMania moment. You know what I mean? Like, this is like what, like, this is something I never thought would happen, right? Because I didn't even know she was wrestling again. I thought she was just like training people. So it was something unexpected. It was so, um, it was so nice though. And I'm glad that SW, SW was one of those companies that believed in me from the very beginning. Like I was so green. I was so new to the business and they would give me opportunities like, you know, wrestling Jordan Grace and jazz, like the legend jazz and the people, the crowd, they love her so much. So that energy was so overwhelming but it was so nice and jazz is like one of the best persons to be in the ring with she knows she's so like knowledgeable so i learned so much from her so it was so great so over your time on dark and in aew you faced a lot of notable people and a lot of people that are still on the roster that you haven't faced was there anyone in aew currently that you'd love to face Serena Deeb, she is amazing. Like, I study her matches. She's so talented. I'm so glad that she's able to showcase that now in AEW, but definitely her. Like, I would, that is my dream match in AEW. Speaking of Serena Deeb, it's so weird to me. It's, it sounds stupid, right? She's been in AEW for like a year now, and all I can mm -hmm. still see her as is bald, and it's really creepy. And I'd wish this this straight edge society serenity would get out of my head and just realize it, it was 15 years yeah. ago. But I can't I can't get over it. I love straight edge society. <laughs> I'm probably the last living straight edge society mark in the world. But yep, yep, you are just like I'm one of the few Peter Avalon marks in the world. Peter Avalon. Peter Avalon, yes. I actually think he's so funny though. Like his character, like when he was in the crowd in his bed. That was my favorite Peter Avalon era. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Aiden, Peter Avalon's good. But continuing on from AEW, what was your reaction to being contacted to do the Elevation and Dark shows? Oh my, it was so many emotions. Um, but it was also like, it happened so fast. Like I got contacted like a couple days before and I had like my whole weekend was full of like wrestling matches like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday we were gonna fly out. So it was honestly, 
it was a lot of emotions, but I couldn't, I can't like really say like what it felt like because I got the news like, and pretty much I was gonna like fly out the next couple of days and I had to worry about all my other matches. So it was, it was pretty nerve wracking, but I can't say like a certain, like what I actually felt because I felt so many things. Like even going out, before going out with my match with Thunder Rosa, I was like, I've never been this nervous before ever in my life and I was wrestling Thunder Rosa which I know really really close so it was um because it's a big deal it's like you know I've only I hadn't even done it for a year and I was already getting this opportunity and it's like you know you gotta you gotta show out um with the little things you can do so it was it was crazy I uh I don't remember much of like my emotions but it was a lot of emotions so with the pandemic and having to work on AEW, I mean, how has COVID changed you as a wrestler? Um, I think it made me, like, realize more and be more grateful, like, for the fans and, like, the whole traveling thing. But I really didn't get to do it, like, much before because I debuted in January of 2020 and then COVID hit in March. But I was, like, in Mexico when COVID hit because I, I went down there to train. And then I had to come back because I didn't want them to close the borders on me. So that was crazy. And then we had like this like couple months break. But um, I still kept working out and training. And I think it made me better because I worked really, really hard on my cardio because that's really all I could do. The gyms were closed. You know, there was no training. So like in my neighborhood, I would like sprint and whatnot. I worked very hard on my cardio. And that helped a lot when I had to come back and start training again. And I came back really fast. Like once things here in Texas, they started opening up really quickly. Um, yeah. So I started training again and a lot of people took like COVID as their break. And so when I got the opportunity, I was ready. And some girls like they weren't, but I was ready. So I am pretty, I think it changed me for the better. So, yeah. I mean, you did get a match with Jazz earlier in your career. And so you had to have been doing something right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just kept training. And that's really what you have to do is just keep training. A lot of people like to, you know, slack off and take some breaks, but really wrestling is like, you got to keep training. So we've been talking a lot about your past as a fan, but currently not so much not as a wrestler, but as a fan of professional wrestling, what do you enjoy most about the business right now? As a fan? You think? As a fan. Ah. Uh. I feel like um, because of COVID, I enjoy the crowds a lot. So I was at Double or Nothing and the environment was like, because, you know, obviously I didn't have a spot on there. So I was in the crowd as an extra. We had like the two, the two rows for the extras and just being there and like interacting with the fans, like some people recognized us, but just being in that environment, it was full capacity, sold out. It was incredible. Like the fans were so amazing. And I really enjoyed that part. You know, um, I hadn't gone to like an event in such a long time, probably since like I started my wrestling career. Like I was just focused on training. I hadn't like gone to like a WWE event or an AEW event. So just being in the crowd again was incredible. And that whole show was just amazing. So I think I think that being in the crowd, I love that as a fan. Hey, I gotta admit, 
I was there at Double or Nothing, and my man Fuego got the pop Hell of his yeah. life from Double or Nothing. Yes. Like, yes. I've how AEW didn't decide to just throw him in a dark match before the show, I don't know, because the man was, his name was cheered all over the venue. Uh, but I, I, I do have to agree with you. Uh, as a fan, and if I were an extra for AEW, I would take advantage of that as a fan because you get to sit front row for, like, 95% of the shows, and you're probably the only people that can say you were there for, like, every show or the extras who were there throughout COVID when fans weren't there. So Yeah, yeah, it's so grateful. Uh, it's amazing seeing all the matches up close because, like, even as a wrestler, like, you want to study them, and then so you get to do that up close and, like, all the like shows dark elevation and dynamite you get to do that so it's so amazing i give props to those who can actually sit there and study those matches when they're watching them because probably me i'd probably just lose my mind and just start enjoying the show as a fan and just completely forget that i'm a wrestler for probably a few hours but that's just oh, no, me no, me too me too <laughs> but i try to like at least a, like you know some stuff i try to like remember and like in my head i'm not like actually like you know writing it down but yeah in my head but yeah, then I end up like enjoying it. Like the Young Bucks match, I always, it's always like me enjoying it because they do so much. I'm like, whoa, this is amazing. So in your time in AEW, there's a ton of legends there like Dustin Rhodes, Tolly Blanchard, Arn Anderson, and just just to name a few. Have you gotten to pick the brain of some people like that or even including Chris Jericho? Gotten to just pick the brain of them and learn a lot from them? Dustin Rhodes, he's amazing. Um... Uh, there's like so many good things to say about him, but I always try to pick his brain. Always, he has a school up here uh, in Austin, and I've been there a couple times. But he's just amazing, and he's so helpful. He's one of my favorite people ever. I I love him. Uh, he's such a great coach. So I definitely get to pick his brain a lot, and it's crazy because I grew up watching him too, like as Goldust. So that's crazy. Um, but yeah, him. I. For sure, love him. He's amazing. Dustin is a so nice cool. guy. I met him at FanFest. Amazing guy. Amazing he's, guy. So he's great. He's a great guy. But before AW was around, wanting to be a professional wrestler, was WWE your ultimate goal? And did it change when AEW was officially announced in the beginning of 2019, when, which was the year that you began training? I think when I was younger, it was like, my goal, my like my main, my end goal. Um, when I started training, I it was it kind of happened really fast. I got it into it. I started watching the Four Horsewomen like a month before because I took a long break. Because um, my last WWE uh, event that I went to, the Divas match was a bikini match. It was a tag match, and I just lost interest completely. I was like, I don't like. I wanted to do this, but I don't want to wrestle in a bikini. So I, I, I lost interest, and I start, I stopped watching for, like, a couple years. So I came back, like, June 2019. I, I found out about, like, the Four Horsewomen, and I was like, yes, I want to go to WWE because this is so different now. It is so different. They're actually, like, wrestling. Um, but then I started training, and I honestly, like, got into the independent scene and I loved it. Like I started going to indie shows and I was like, this is cool too. Like it's, it's smaller venues, but it's the environment is great too. So I think um, before, like I found out about AEW because it took me a little bit. 
um, the Indies was also like a goal of mine, like just make it in the Indies. And I get this all the time by people who already are at like AWWE. They're always like, enjoy the Indies first. Like make sure you enjoyed it as much as you can because it's a whole different level at like AWWE. And like, not in like a bad thing, but it's just like, make sure you enjoy the Indies. So, um, but yeah, WWE when I was younger was like my main goal. Now it's like, enjoy the Indies and then let's see where that takes you. So quick tip as an indie fan to an indie wrestler, if you ever see Ricky Shane Page, just slap him across the face. Just <laughs> just, okay. a, just, a, just a quick tip. Uh, you only started training okay. in 2019 and you're already on a huge platform with AEW. How's it been pretty much skyrocketing so quickly and especially during a pandemic? Oh, it's so crazy. And it's like so hard to like explain like how I've been able to do that because I'm also like a full-time college student. And it's like people ask me like, how do you manage to do both? And it's like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like going with the flow. Um, Because I like in the beginning of my career, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have these goals. And it's gonna be like in two years, I'm gonna do this. Like I had I'm gonna be an AEW in two years, right? That was my goal. And then it happened in less than a year. So I was like, okay, change of plans. Let's just go with the flow because you never know what's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy. It's been, it's definitely been a ride and I'm enjoying it. Um, so yeah. Now you have Britt Baker at the top of your hit list to be AEW Women's Champion by next year. Take that place of being an AEW by two years. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I'd definitely love to face her. I'd love to face her. So, again, growing up a wrestling fan, we all, all, all three of us did. All three, I, I know that me and Aiden had our had our, our idols, but who was your idol in professional wrestling? Uh, Trish Stratus. I grew up watching her a lot um, when I got into wrestling, like, I watched like all her matches and whatnot and then she retired and what so definitely Trish Stratus was like the main person who inspired me because she's like this badass woman I definitely loved like Jeff Hardy and Rey Mysterio I love them but Trish Stratus just seeing her it's like okay she's a woman I can do it too you know she's doing like like she was going through tables when I saw her and I was like wow like I just thought that was so cool like and I was like, I told my brother, I'm like, I want to do that. And he's like, no, 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 we're going to get in trouble. But yeah, because we had a trampoline in the backyard. So we would practice stuff and do stuff. And they were like, I remember because we had just had like a birthday party. So there was tables and I was like, let's do it. And he's like, no, calm down, calm down. Um, but yeah, no, Trish Stratus was definitely like my idol growing up. I always think that if you have an idol in professional wrestling, it's only a matter of time before you meet them. Like as a fan or even just like backstage. Trish Stratus is probably one of the rarest people to see backstage now with her not being there. But I mean, I never six year old me would never have think that less than a month ago I'd meet my idol John Moxley at FanFest. So six year old me on the inside was I'm not gonna say losing my mind, but kind of going insane but yeah uh anyways it's crazy yeah because um i just met victoria and she's such a character so like i'm basically so i'm training with jazz which is already like 
super crazy because I grew up watching her. So being trained under jazz and then getting to meet Victoria, I'm like, it's just one more left for my favorite match ever, and that's Trish. So hopefully one day, but yeah. All I can picture is you being at a WWE locker room and Trish Trash will have left the last week and not be there that week that you're there. Oh, I, I just imagine everything bad that could possibly go wrong. <laughs> it's like it's never going to happen. It'll never happen. It'll happen. I will Mayon manifest Classic. it. The Mae Young Classic can always... Cause do they still I, do the Mae Young Classic? Like, I don't think they've done one in know. two years. You never know, but it's WWE... It, it, you, you never know what's gonna happen. True. Yeah, that's true. You never know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Call of Elite podcast will be right back after this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Call of Elite podcast. I'm Aiden, joined by Sal, and today we have another episode of Late Night Dynamites. Uh, this week, on a scale of ten, and my sleepness is a one because I was tired. Anyways, we kick off with an actually really good match, like, really good match. Uh, Pentagon and Pac. No, geez, say it. No, no, geez, 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 let me say it. Penta el cerro miedo. And Pac versus the Young Bucks, and this was a really good match. This was, after well, watching that terrible good. SmackDown, this brought my hopes back up for this show. Uh, really good match. Young Bucks get the win thanks to Brandon Cutler. They delivered uh, heavy because Phoenix is out. But uh, I'm going to talk about this now because I know it's not listed on here and I'm probably going to forget. Uh, later on in the night, uh, Eddie Kingston is being interviewed backstage and Pac and Pentagon walk by and they said, listen, we don't need your help. Basically referring back to, if you remember, like a year ago when Eddie Kingston and Pac were kind of in a feud over the Lucha Brothers for Eddie Kingston's like family faction, uh, kind of referring back to that feud. Uh, and it's looking like it's going to be, I think they already announced it, yeah, uh, the Elite, Brandon Cutler, and the Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston, Pac, and Pentagon, which will be very interesting uh, on how that goes, because it looks like the Kingston, Moxley, Young Bucks feud will continue, um, but will Pac and Pentagon get involved is the question. Also, Frankie, also, Frankie Kazarian is now the official Elite Killer, the Elite Hunter, my bad, the Elite Hunter. Uh, and this is probably the best part of the entire show. After that, Mark Henry comes out, uh... Which was actually Whoa, hey. shocking. Mark Henry comes out. He doesn't have a theme. Very sad. I, I want to hear what theme they give him to him. Anyways. Okay, no, but his, wait, hold up. Did he own his theme? Because it wasn't a theme made by Jim Johnston. I'm pretty sure they do. Oh, that's... That, damn. So, I just found out that that wasn't a Jim Johnston theme. Yeah, I no. just found out. Um. So Mark Henry comes out, and they're promoting Rampage, which starts later this year, uh, which will be a one-hour show following SmackDown on TNT, I think. Anyways, Mark Henry will be the head commentator, kind of like what Paul White does on Elevation. Uh, But during that, Tony Schiavone asks if he still will go. No, 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 don't get ahead now. God damn it. Schiavone asks if he is still ready to go in the ring, and uh, Mark Henry basically confirmed he's still got a lot left in the tank, so... uh, Paul White versus Mark Henry, here we come. Add Shaq into the mix as well. But then after that, they are interrupted by Vicky Guerrero, who comes Vicky out to a Guerrero. loud boo from the entire crowd that didn't want to hear her at all. So to the point where she, so when she starts talking, you can't understand what she's saying, but she does mumble off Andrade El Idolo, and out comes Andrade, and the crowd 
loses their you know, mind. Andrade. Okay, but let me tell you. Let me tell you. Andrade. Andrade looked like he got that fucking drug money. Like he he got that drug money. Bro, this when he walked out, the first thing I thought is now I need to see him versus Escobar. What the fuck did I tell? Lucha Libre. <clears throat> Let's see it. Uh, so Andrade said he's here to take over the division, blah, 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 blah. Uh, later that night, it was announced he's not only signed to AEW, but he's also signed to AAA, so he'll be working both shows. Uh, and then we go okay, back so down. Now Vicky, wait, hold. So Vicky now manages Nyla Rose, Andrade, and then has her stuff on BCE with Ryzen. Fuck Ryzen. Anyways, after <laughs> that, we had Cody Rose and Lee Johnson versus QT Marshall and Anthony a go, 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 go. Um, I don't remember this match at all, to be honest. I kind of just lost memory of it. I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure Agogo and QT actually picked up the win. Oh, I remember. Solo or someone got involved and cost them the match, but Agogo and QT Solo. won. Solo. Yeah. Solo came out. Uh, and then after that, we had the Inner Circles victory lap for another time uh, after Stadium Stampede. Uh, this was okay. I just, I'm kind of bored of the Inner Circle stuff right now with the promos. kind of okay. just getting boring. Uh, and then after that, we had Christian Cage and Jungle Boy versus Private Party. This was a really good match. These these four put on a really good match. I'm not a fan of Private Party. You're now wearing suits at wrestling, and I just feel like that that limits what they do. I feel like it, it I could be it, wrong. It, okay, it, it, it doesn't fit though. Yeah, no, I think they w- should go back to, to like what they were wearing at the beginning of the heel run. Shot. Um, shot. But it does look like Christian Cage and Matt Hardy are in a feud, which would be interesting to see. I'm assuming they'll fight it like Very all out or something. But then you got Jungle Boy. Again, as I've said it, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Jungle Boy is the future top babyface of AEW. Very true. Uh, after that, we had Dr. Britt Baker's championship celebration where everyone in the crowd got a free uh, Big Mac coupon. Uh, and then they were going to eat all their burgers, and then Nyla smacked them out of their hands and walked off. That was a- so, so wait, no, 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 you, no, 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 you missed the Sting comments on his in-ring return. I did. Yeah. Oh uh, no, I didn't. I don't think I did. You did. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through what happened, my guy. Okay, then you say it. Okay, so Sting came out, uh, talking about but everything that he's done in his career at Double or Nothing. That that, that was a night they'll never forget. Um, he was met with "You still got it, Chance," and then the best men, the men of the year, whatever they're—I don't—I don't know. It's the, men, it's the men of the year, right? Scorpio yes. and Page. Yes. They came out, interrupted. Scorpio said he ne- he knew why. Sting was called the Icon. And then he, and then he praised Sting, but then threw d- sh- shade at Darby, and then Darby said, and then Ethan. Challenged Darby to find any other opponent besides Sting to team up with him to take on uh, the, the Men of the Year. So that, that that's where that's where that builds. And then the Britt Baker celebration. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you. I finally found out who the partner is for for Darby Allen. Let me yeah, introduce I'll... you to the Man of the Year, number two, Vince McMahon's Ill- Ill- illegitimate son, Hornswoggle. That's what happens. People are gonna shit on AEW. <laughs> yeah, probably. So yeah, probably. But uh, I want it so bad. 
Britt Baker celebration. Bunny and Red Velvet. We went over that. Bunny and Red Velvet have a pretty decent match. I can't lie. Uh, Red Velvet gets the win. And then your main event, the blue rope match between Nick Camarado and Dustin Rhodes. And no, I wait, wanna... wait, 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 wait. Miro sent uh, a warning out to the Dark Order, which then which was basically a follow-up from the comedy bit on BTE. And then you get the bull rope match. So I want to comment on Nick Camarado. So, okay, comment on Nick. As most know, the AW pre-show is streamed on YouTube where they kind of just go over the card for that night. Nick Camarado came on that pre-show to talk about his main event. And all I can say is this man needs a manager. I don't care if it's QT. I don't care if it's a go-go. I don't care if it's solo. He reminds me of a Brock Lesnar because he has that child voice in this monster look. Watching him speak is painful. It literally ruins him. So if they want to keep him in this big main event spot, he needs a manager. Like the factory up, put him with Jake Roberts. You know what? Yes, him and Lance Archer would do perfect together. Um, Dustin ends up defeating Camarado. That uh, was a pretty decent match. I'm was just tired know, at this I, point. I don't know why Dustin went over Camarado, but um, I can't answer that question. I don't know. Uh, he had a pretty emotional promo afterwards. I don't really remember it, but it's somewhere on online. Dust, Dustin has Dustin is amazing on the mic. Simple as that. Dustin is just great. Uh, it wasn't aired. It was kind of just posted to Twitter. It was kind of him just thanking the fans and how this run went longer than he expected, and he's gonna he's gonna basically he said he's gonna go until his body says he can't he can't anymore. Dustin, buddy. Because if you guys remember, the rumor was he was gonna retire after his match with Cody at Double or Nothing, but then they announced then, that he signed, and then he was working pretty much full time in the tag team. And then now he's kind of working. He's working part-time like ish? part-time-ish, yeah, like twice or three times a month, yeah. Kind of working like, Billy Gunn. I mean, Billy Gunn works two times a month, and they're on dark, and, and like, in that, yeah. it's just tag matches with Colton or Austin. But it's pretty much, I, I wanted to compare it to Christian, but Christian's not f- part-time. He's legit full-time. He's wrestled like every week for the past month. Like, he's full-time, and I'm not complaining. He is... He's proven that he's really good. Uh, that's it for AEW Dynamite this week. Pretty short week. Uh, pretty tired week, to be honest. Uh, no dark results this week. You may have noticed because they will start up next week, so that they are all one week instead of it being last week's Dynamite and this week's Darks, just so they're all together. Um, comment down below your thoughts on Dynamite and everything else as I drop everything on my desk. Uh. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Call of Elite. Join our Discord. Do all that jazz. Subscribe to the Indie Horseman YouTube channel. And join the cult.